Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome in. We did it. We made it to September. Hey there, everybody. Jonas Nordman here joining you, as always, on the Believe in Jayhawks basketball program. Yeah, September, which can only mean one thing, right? If you're basic, you love it. It's pumpkin season or pumpkin spice season. Let's get to the business real quickly. Believe in Jayhawks on the Believe Podcast Network, your number one podcast network for professionals. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? I believe that this should be the time of year where you put on a cozy sweater, snuggle up to someone that you love or are cuffed to, and drink your pumpkin spice lattes. But no, I was reading the temperatures for across the country as I sit here on September 3rd, and it is going to be hot, hot, hot. Much like the discussions for when college basketball may or may not start. We'll get to that in just a second. As always, you can DM me at JonasN310 on Instagram. I apologize. My voice is a little scratchy. No, it's not the Rona. I just have weak vocal cords. <laughs> That's okay. Um, yeah. Hey, it pumpkins, it's pumpkin season. And I will admit that once September hit the calendar or the calendar flipped to September, however anyone says it, I partook in a pumpkin style meal baking yesterday. I saw on Facebook, my lady's older sister posted something on Facebook like two weeks ago and looked real good. A recipe for like this pumpkin pie cake crumble situation. So I was like, you know what? I don't bake much, but during these Rona times, we're all trying new stuff, right? People are baking bread. People are knitting. People are doing fitness. Me, not so much. I'm working on fitness whole pizza in my mouth. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this pumpkin pie crumble. And I put on my newspaper boy hat. I put on my hipster glasses. I felt real basic. And I made some pumpkin spice thingamajig. It was pretty good. We then sent the recipe and the picture to the older sister and said, look, you inspired me. She's like, I don't even remember posting that. So thanks for nothing. <laughs> and no, I don't actually own a newspaper boy hat, but my glasses could be considered hipster. All right. That's not what people want to listen to, though. Let's get to the lead. I don't want to bury the lead here. With pumpkin season a.k.a. fall, even though it's going to be in the hundreds across the country this week. We are actually also close to football season. How about that? Are they going to play? Big 12 is. The NFL is. I'm from Los Angeles. The Pac-12, not so much. <laughs> so, does that mean that college basketball season is going to happen? Is there a chance that we know when it's going to start? Well, just yesterday, Matt Norlander of CBS Sports put out an article with the headline, NCAA committees pushing for, hold on, I'll give you the date in just a second. I should note that 
Kansas football is getting ready to start as well. I think their first game is on the 14th. No fans. Insert your joke about how Kansas football doesn't get fans anyways. <laughs> uh, you're not the first person to say that online. But they will be taking on Coastal Carolina. That game is at 9 p.m. Central Time. WT Frick. I get TV times. I get that Kansas football is not sexy. But, man, you are not helping the product. You are not helping Kansas football gain any traction by playing at 9 p.m. But it is on FS1. I may bring up here and there how Kansas football is doing. But this is, and I'll emphasize it now as we start September, just in case you may be new or if you're wondering, there's a reason they call it the Believe in Jayhawks basketball program. This is a basketball-specific show. If you didn't figure that out by the fact that I didn't bring up any football training camp stories over the last couple weeks. But I will keep track because someone's got to, other than like Matt Tate and Jesse Newell. Someone's got to pay attention to Kansas football. So I'll let you know how they do. But the headline said, NCAA committee is pushing for November 25th as the start date for 2020-2021 for college basketball. That would be the day before Thanksgiving, which, if that's the case, kind of feels like a nice spiritual start date for college basketball. Usually starts early November. Champions Classic is anywhere from like the 2nd through the 5th. That's, I'm not going to say that feels early because we like our non-con games. But Thanksgiving has always sort of felt like the spiritual beginning of college basketball. That's when you get feast week, right? Not to steal the corporate lingo from ESPN. But that's the Maui Invitational. That's your Bahamas Classic. That's your 2K Classic. <laughs> Do they still have the 2K Classic? The coaches versus Cancer. All of those feast week. The Wooden Classic, which is where KU is going to beat this year. Shoot. All the good games are getting messed up. So, yeah. I think November 25th would be okay. I could settle for that. I mentioned two weeks ago that I would have an aneurysm on air, depending on what happened with the scheduling of college basketball. I think I could handle November 25th. Let me know what you think about that. Now, there was a report, like, right after I posted the episode last week, of a couple different, there's like four different dates that were being talked about. November 10th was sort of being leaned on, which would have been awesome. But it looks like November 25th is being zeroed on. Cross your fingers, say a few Hail Marys, pray to the fog in the sky, the fog alum. Now, of course, I, I mentioned the Pac-12 isn't playing football for the foreseeable future. They, of course, wanted to push things back for college basketball. They're, they're angling for December 4th. Larry Scott, perhaps the worst commissioner in any sport. And I'm not saying this because he's being careful. There's a lot of stuff he's done as Pac-12 commissioner that makes him terrible. This is a, 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 a conference that hemorrhages money sometimes, yet they have million-dollar Offices in downtown San Francisco, the most expensive city in America. And he flies like a private jet. 
everywhere that costs the conference millions. There's, there's a lot of different reasons, but Pac-12 is angling towards December 4th, but sounds like they are amenable to November 25th. Now, most of the discussion, Matt Norlander says, is focused more on practice time, which makes sense. There's a lot of different COVID-19 situations out there in our nation, and every state's different. So practice time, in-person hours, these are kind of what, what it's being focused on for college basketball. They also have not, and this was the first thought that came to my mind, and he answers it in the article. They're still discussing, do this go straight to in-conference play, conference only? Which for Kansas, you know, when you run the Big 12, may not be the worst thing in the world, but I think the conference is going to be stronger this year. But I'd also love for them, the non-conference schedule this year was going to be amazing. Kentucky, USC, Creighton. Those are just a few that... I remember it off the top of my head. So hopefully they get some non-conference play in there. We know Kansas traditionally plays the hardest schedule in America year in, year out. And I don't think this year would have been any different. But it's a fluid situation. Things change week to week. Perhaps we cure the coronavirus this time next week, which would be unbelievable but also very not likely. And if that's the case, maybe we start November 3rd or November 10th, like was initially said. So fingers crossed. Um, I, let, me, let me know your thoughts as well on the November 25th start date. My opinion could handle it. Would look forward to that. Would start the countdown here pretty soon as we're in September. Got to figure out how to count down to Kansas basketball. I've already sort of previewed every single player, right? All right, we'll get to that when the time comes. Let's get a start date. Let me go from there. Kansas basketball is in the news in the NBA, but let's do a quick little preview, if you will, or set the table for the players that are still playing. Jacques Vaughn is gone. His nets were swept out of town by the Toronto Raptors. And by my count, there are now only four Jayhawks remaining. I just remembered, and I keep forgetting about Frank Mason, who was on Milwaukee. But he doesn't get a lot of playing time. So Frank Mason is still playing. The Milwaukee Bucks are in an 0-2 hole, if you can believe it. (laughs) Miami Heat, what a culture. Eric Spolstra, one of the best coaches in the NBA, has Giannis and Frank Mason in an 0-2 hole, the number one seed. Keep an eye on that. Maybe they need to play Frank Mason more. But apart from Frank, there are three others. Two of them are brothers from the same mother. Of course, there's Ben McLemore still on Houston. Houston winning a thriller just last night over Oklahoma City in a game seven to get to the next round to take on the Los Angeles Lakers and another Jayhawk. So we will have KU versus KU ensuring that there is a Jayhawk in the conference finals, the next round. They won that thrilling game seven. 
not necessarily because of the contributions of Ben McLemore. His first round numbers, not great. In fact, only played in six of the seven games, averaging 13 minutes in those six games, 4.3 points per game. Didn't even shoot a free throw. (laughs) His three-point percentage was 40%, which is not bad, but wasn't taking a lot of threes. So that's Ben McLemore. He and the Houston Rockets are taking on Markeith Morris. Keith versus BMAC. This is tough. Those are two of my favorite Jayhawks as I was in school. How could you not love the Morris twins? Well, we'll get to that in a second. It's actually very easy for non-KU fans. Then BMAC, that year he had in 2013 with Jeff Withy, man. He was he was the man. Anyways, Markeith. In the postseason, he's only played in five games. He's a bit player for the Lakers. People still think perhaps he should be starting for them, but they go with that big lineup, Anthony Davis, JaVel McGee, Dwight Howard. And you know what? It worked. They took down a pretty good Portland team. Keith is only averaging 17.6 minutes per game in the postseason, 3.8 points per game. <laughs> he is getting three fouls per game, though. I just noticed in those 17 minutes. So a physical edge. All right, let's just get to it. Headline Clippers Marcus Morris fined $35,000 for his hit on Luka Doncic. Yeah, Marcus has sort of been in the headlines here during these playoffs. It started in game five when people thought that maybe Marcus had stepped on Luka Doncic's bad, say that three times fast, Doncic's Doncic possessive. Luka's ankle, remember Luka hurt his ankle in the prior game. People think Marcus Morris stepped on it on purpose. No, they would never. The Morris twins would never do that. He said it was all good. Lucas said it was all good. And then in game six, he came down with a cracker of a hit. Although he kind of got ball. <laughs> I'm Look, this is the Believe in Jayhawk show. We may have a crimson and blue tint to how we see things here. Hard foul, yes. Flagrant, too. It was up around the head. It was up around the shoulders. And in today's NBA, not to be – I think the people who are like, oh, back in my day or basketball in the 80s and 90s, These guys wouldn't survive, but these are the rules. And if it's a hit up around the head, then he got ejected. I don't know if it was enough to get ejected for, though. Luka Doncic, by the way, did get fined $15,000, not for absorbing the hit. He threw the ball at an official later in the game. But Luka was not happy. Quote, it was a terrible play. What can I say? Rhymed. It's two games in a row he did something like that. I really hoped the first game it wasn't on purpose, but looking back on the foul of this game, you know what I think. I don't want to deal with that kind of players. Just move on. Okay. Here's what Marcus said after the game. Quote, he's going to be the face of the league. I've taken into account all of that. He was aware of who he was fouling. I've been around for a while. I know how this thing works. I'm a grown man. I stand on my own. He continues to say, I didn't mean to step on his ankle. Blah, blah, blah. 
The Morris twins always know what to say to make it sound like, ah, shucks, just playing a tough physical game. But Luca don't want that trouble. And by that trouble, I mean Philly trouble. Marcus and Markeith know how to ruffle feathers. I, just, I love the Morris twins. I always will. Maybe I shouldn't. Just ask, what was it, the 2010 Kansas football team about that Philly trouble? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Six games for Marcus in the first round. Average close to 30 minutes, 12.8 points per game. There were a few games where he was the undisputed third best player for the Clippers. In fact, you could probably say he was the second best player since Paul George really only showed up for like two games. Made over half his shots, made over half of his threes, 100% from the free throw line. Very nice. 5.7 rebounds per game. So you got a player averaging essentially 13 and 6. That's a solid player. That's why people love this Clippers team. Deep, tough, defensive-minded. I think Marcus and the Clips, I think they should be able to move past the Nuggets, who they take on tonight i know as a midwestern show or a show focused on a midwestern team that is a neighbor to colorado probably a few nuggets fans listening to the show or people who can appreciate the nuggets or maybe even rooting for the nuggets in this series i think it'll be a good series though denver's gotta be exhausted after that battle with utah though and when there's no home court advantage you don't have to go to denver i don't know the line on game number one is Clippers by nine. Vegas always knows. All right. Short show today. We are in the doldrums of the offseason, but I appreciate you listening. Look, if you're a college basketball fan, if you're a basketball fan, enjoy the NBA playoffs. Let me know what you think about BMAC and Frank Mason and the Morris Twins and their performances. Let's cross our fingers and hope that the season does start in November. That would be amazing. The day before Thanksgiving, could you imagine? You want to talk to that crazy uncle? It'll be right after the elections. One way or the other, you're either going to be happy or you're going to be pissed. And maybe you just don't want to deal with everybody else. Watch some college basketball. So uh, let's really hope that happens, right? Personal interaction. Not recommended here on this program. Just kidding. Love everybody. Wear a mask. Keep your distance. And I'll leave you with this. Rock, Jock, Jayhawk. Take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.